0: Oh my God, that was good because I was going to go hello just to like, oh, get it done. And I did it. <laughs> well, that was such a clean beginning. We need to be clean. Well, We're it was till I
1: started like analysing it.
0: Yeah. We'll always analyse everything that we do. All the time. Because it's what we do. We're insecure. Um, welcome back, PS. Josie just got Thank back from you. Hawaii. Yes, I was in Hawaii and I saw my favourite murder. Yep. Live. I want to hear everything. Which, I mean, they've been to Australia, so it's not like. No one listening has had the opportunity oh, to no. see them. I'm but not I special. Haven't. But it was amazing. It was really funny. Like, really good. I was a bit worried it wouldn't be. And it would be like... Because sometimes when you listen to it and it's... No one's laughing. But everyone was laughing. Yeah. It was really good. They were like, lays. Amazing. People gave them lays. It was good. And then I just chilled out in Hawaii. But I have to say, this is very Aussie Mystery Hour. Yeah. I thought the Airbnb was haunted. <gasps>
1: oh, my God. Why?
0: <laughs> well... I don't know. It was very windy and rainy. It was kind of a semi-hurricane when okay. I was there. <laughs> great, great time to go to Hawaii. <laughs> great tropical <laughs> vacation. And so it was kind of dark. You know, when it's windy, it's just creepy. There's noises yeah, and like yeah. whistling and Ooh, banging no outside. Yeah. And I just felt like, I don't know, I felt a bit of a weird energy when I went. It's this beautiful house, like renovated, really nice. And then like the second morning I was there, I put... I'd taken my jewellery off the night before yeah. and put it on the coffee table. And then I put my phone down on the coffee table. And I went to look out the window to see how the weather was. It was bad. And then when I turned around, one of my rings was on top of my phone. What? And I'm like, why would I have put...
1: Wait, could- so, you, so it came off your finger? No,
0: they were on the table. Oh. And then I put my phone next, like on the table. And then I went to look out the window. And then when I went to get my phone, one of the rings was sitting on top of my phone screen. Oh, I'm like I didn't put it there. Like, you why definitely would I didn't do that? It? No, I didn't do it.
1: What did it have any significance? Would it be like a haunted great grandmother? No, well, it's
0: my mum's.
1: Okay, well, your mum's still alive, yeah. so she can't haunt her own ring no. when she's alive, unless she's like one of those like. Warg things, like in um, <laughs> like in Game of Thrones, and she yes. can like embody the ring and just like he's part of it, like, walking around, <laughs>
0: walking on top of my phone. She's like, I'm just going to go check on my daughter in Hawaii. <laughs> um, no, mum's not a warg, and I didn't put the ring on my phone. I'm mm. sure of it. So That's then, I then scary. I was freaked out, and then that day we we're watching like a law and order SVU marathon because it was a hurricane outside. Yes. What else are you supposed to do? Great. And then there was the lights fucking flickered. Oh, no. <laughs> like, to my friend Bree, this place is fucking haunted. Then the lights completely went out and oh, everything God. like rebooted. And okay. she's like – it's the storm. Like there's a storm yeah. happening outside. But anyway, we went to a local crystal shop. In yeah. this tiny little town, they had a fucking crystal Amazing. shop. Amazing. And, and we of course, sage. you found it as well. Of course, I found it. <laughs> and then we bought sage and I re- went around the house. like <laughs> you
1: fucking like fleeing that <laughs> yeah. burning shit everywhere. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, there were no wandering rings. There were no blackouts after that.
1: Mm, but also the storm had passed. Also so the storm passed. That too. But so. yeah, it was definitely the sage. Yeah, I
0: think it was haunted. I do also
1: feel like whenever I'm in... A house like an Airbnb Mm. And it's not I don't know It's so weird Because I don't know the history Of my own fucking house Like I don't know (laughs) I've been Like my I live with my parents at the moment And (laughs) Cool (laughs) Cool story Mel (laughs) And And like I don't know the history of that house Like I've been living there on and off Since I was like 10 Yeah I didn't ask when I was 10 Excuse me Should we just find out the history of this house (laughs) Before we move in But I do remember when I was living In a um, Share house Mm. In Glebe like when I first moved out of home and after we moved out, I looked up the history and it was really fucking old terrace and it had been Um. in existence since like – the 1800s and like there'd been like a fire there or something oh at some point and I was sort of like someone has definitely died yeah. in that house
0: and like there's just crazy shit that happens in houses. Yeah. like you know there could be like an abusive relationship like just Anything. bad energy just bad juju or even like the visiting people in the airbnb could have been really bad people oh my God. they could totally do like a demonic yeah sort of culty exactly. sacrifice in the middle so of the laundry. you wouldn't know shit out of it and then I felt better but I still was bit on edge like yeah checking all the doors and windows were locked and yeah it was a bit of a weird neighborhood too yeah. like just a really small little town yeah
1: not just like adds to the creepy yeah guy. it was a bit weird um i'd read this guardian i think it was the guardian article uh this week mm. that was about a woman who airbnb'd her place out Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a country house. Like, she had, like, a little country house somewhere. Yeah. She had be- be Air- be- the Airbnb'd it out. Yeah. And then she went back and, like, had, like, drinks with the neighbours to be, like, thanks for, like, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe giving the keys mm-hmm. to the people or whatever. And then she, like, all these stories start coming out about crazy people that had stayed there. Oh. Like, people having sex in the yard. Oh. And, like, all this insane stuff. And then her and then her neighbours just drop oh, someone was murdered in this garage. Like, they were having the drinks in the garage. Oh. And then they just tell her that someone got <laughs> murdered in her house once. And she's like, ah, uh, what? Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I'm – I'm probably botching that story terribly, but I'll, if I find it mm. – I'll put it in the group because it was so good. Like it just kept unraveling. And yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this <laughs> poor woman in this house? She's
0: like, going to need a lot of sage to all to the sort sage. that shit
1: out. Just go and buy all of it from your local crystal shop. Yes.
0: But aside from haunted places, it was really fun. But I'm back and I've researched and I'm ready to go. She's ready to go.
1: Mm. I haven't had a very exciting week, but I did listen to two really good podcasts. Yes, I wanted to mention the first one is called the Fall of the Shah. So you know, um, Argo, that movie. Mm-hmm. So you know how it's based around like there's all this turmoil in Iran yes, politically, and that which the I forgot what it was all about because <laughs> politics just go over my head. Yeah, but um, that was all based around this like seventies fall of like the Shah. So it was like mm-hmm. a monarchy, and then right. like the Shah, no one liked him because okay. he was like over westernizing the country and then like they all got the shits anyway Mm -hmm. that's a really again a really (laughs) botched version of the story but the podcast is by bbc world service and i it's weird because it's like a reenactment so at first i was like like
0: acting yeah like they got actors to like audible do a few of those yeah and at first i was like i don't like this yes but then it's a bit unnerving yeah it's a bit weird did you ever listen to limetown
1: no that was
0: acting too yeah,
1: uh, but I did listen to um, – oh, what's the other one? And it had like David Schwimmer was involved mm. and Julia Roberts is in the movie or the TV show, oh. whatever that's called. Homecoming? That's the one. That I got really into as well. Mm. But this is like a real story but done with actors. It's very Yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, but it is really good. I Once I got past it, I was like you have to kind of push through the first mm. episode because they have like um, – Jimmy Carter, is that President? Yes. Once? Yep. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> um, and um, Jimmy Carter and his wife are like chatting on the plane. Like oh. before that. it's very weird, but you push yeah. through it all. And like, it actually kind of does make the story, kind of puts you in mm. in the context Otherwise of the story. it might be a bit dry. You
0: know, if it was just being told to you. Yeah. And I think I was
1: expecting that, mm. but I kind of love the spice of like, the real life Mm. vibe of chatting and stuff so that's really good yeah um and then i just started one called thunder bay Mm -hmm. which is wild so basically thunder bay is this town in canada yes
0: i've I've heard of the town have you because i've never heard of it
1: yeah okay i
0: don't know why i've heard
1: of it okay well this is probably why because it has this like really high rate of indigenous canadians so like like our Indigenous yes, Australians first Nations. Canadian. Yeah. yeah, First Nations. Yeah. Like, I could have just said that. That would have made so much more <laughs> sense what than what I just tried to, to do. The there. Um it has a really high rate of their like murders. Right. And then it's kind of like, look, I've only done one episode, so Is this the
0: highway of tears or not our same place? I think so, but it could be. But okay. basically it's like there's this
1: insane level of racism in the town mm-hmm. because um, I think it's that the kids of first Nations, Mm. families who live outside of the town. So I'm Mm -hmm. assuming live like, you know, just remotely, a a bit more remotely. They come to the town to do schooling. Mm. And so, but there's this like crazy racism, but like to the point where like the one story they told in the first episode was of this woman Mm. um, who was walking along the street and like this, car of youths literally throw a like a tow bar at her
0: what the fuck i know
1: out of the car and it hits her in the stomach (gasps) and then she ended up dying six months later from complications (sighs) to do with that which is fucked and then when they were interviewing people in the town they're Mm. like oh it's not uncommon for people to throw shit out the car at indigenous people walking along the street
0: that's normal
1: it's like fucking normal and like obviously not tow bars are not normal but like yes. rubbish, rubbish anything oh, that's horrible it's so fucked and it's just like wild to hear and yeah. the guy is actually an indigenous canadian mm-hmm. who does the podcast yeah and he grew up around thunder bay or in thunder bay so he mm. has like a connection right. to it, which is good because i feel like it's
0: better when it needed that yeah. yeah
1: so it's really fucking good and i'm just started it and i'm excited oh, for all the other amazing episodes. i've got a friend yeah.
0: a canadian friend who works for the first nations health yeah. Care, it's not called that. Mm-mm. But her job is to make sure, obviously, First Nations people are getting the health care that they need. And she recently, on her Instagram story this weekend, went to the most remote community and it, she had to get there via boat. <gasps> and she showed on her Instagram story the Google Maps tracking. Like, she went in between all these little inlets and oh, islands. Wow. Like, it's super remote. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. It's so far away and it's like a kind of terrifying thing that you did she's like yeah and imagine trying to get health care there if yeah you live there. And I totally. was like, Fucking so true and she took photos of the town it's just like mountains surrounding it and water and oh, beautiful just like five houses like yeah in the street like very tiny yeah um place she's making them working on a video project with the community so wow i'm interested to see yeah for when sure. finished. but uh, yeah, that sounds great. I have to tell her about the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know. Writes- like,
1: I mean, look, sing on how it goes long term because I listened to one episode. Right. Uh, but it sounded really amazing. Like, just in this, like, what the fuck way. Like, yeah. I just, it was the first podcast in ages where I was just sitting there like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, just nuts. I listened
0: to a lot of case file while I was away. Yeah, you, this, you knew My Favourite Murder, right? There was some, like, oh, some crazy fucking cases. Yeah. Like, I was on the plane over there and I was like, I said out loud, like, what the fuck? My friend was like, what are you listening to? I'm like, it was this guy that's wife got murdered and it turned out it was his ex who was a cop. Oh, I hate when they're cops. Yeah. and I hate it. The guy did a – the host, anonymous host, who I have called the C word in the past. Yeah. I apologise because this was a great episode. But the way he, like, suspended the – like the facts, like he he left some things out, and then yeah. like later it was revealed she was a cop. Like he talked about her a lot, but he never said she was a cop. And then yeah. at the end they like reinvestigated and it said she was a cop. And I was like, no way! Oh my I God. hate it! I
1: hate it! I hate it! I always hate um,
0: it. Great episode. It was Sherry Rasmussen. Oh, Rasmussen. okay. I feel like I've seen that name before. But like I'm episode, I think I'm up to like the f- episode forty-ish. Yeah, late forties. It's great. I skip a few where I'm not. Super interested Yes He also did yes. Mr. Cruel I'm like I don't want to listen to <laughs> no that because I just did it and it'll make me self-conscious. <laughs> all the things I missed. I know, right, because they're so in-depth. So, like, chronio, in depth. like yeah. I don't kind of skipped my own know. ones that I've done. we <laughs> so do so We remembered
1: all the facts yeah. at the end. Um, I listened to the Toy Box Murders of Case File when yeah. I was away and I had to turn it off because it was so fucked yes. up and it really upset me. And like, I don't usually get upset, but I like, yeah. I think when it's torture, I'm like, mm. I can't deal with torture I stuff. to that one yet. But, but also the guy that did the Toy Box Murders. Yeah. Was a park ranger for the national parks nearby, and I just like can all murderers <laughs> not have jobs yes. where I trust you <laughs> yeah. unconditionally. It's bad, it, I don't
0: like it's it. Bad when they're cops. I don't like it when they're cops and they're like and hired and by
1: the government. Yeah, like I just trust you. Yeah, you, you your little, your little suit, your little uniform <laughs> made you seem mm. so trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry that was such an aside. Huge. I'm just aside. start
0: drinking some water here because. Oh yeah, you're going to tell everyone about I've got about, a new yeah. complex just to add to <laughs> the rest of my complexes. So I, when I'm nervous, get a dry mouth instantly, like straight away. All the saliva leaves my body. <laughs> just it evaporates like, into the air. Anyway, I won't do the noise too much because I know it will annoy people. But I, we edit our own podcasts mm. and a lot of the time when I edit, I take out my mouth noises because <laughs> I do them a bit because I want to do a good job and I get a bit nervous and it's not like all the saliva goes. I'd say half for the yeah. podcast. I'm semi-nervous. Anyway, I found a review which singles me out. The subject line is, this would be so good. <laughs> and the person's name is spit out your gum.
1: Oh, my God. So they made an account yes. just to talk shit to yes. you? Yes. Oh.
0: This would be so good if the one girl, that's me, would stop making those smacking noises. I gave her a pass in the episode where she said, where she was talking about being sick, assuming oh. it was a cough drop. But she's not sick anymore. Why is she smacking in caps? Is <gasps> it gum, candy, just smacking saliva? It's terrible when the story is so interesting, but I can't even get to the end because I start feeling nauseous, oh. hearing her making wet smacking noises with her mouth. Just please stop that. <laughs> two out of five. <laughs> two, two,
1: like you get two stars, two stars for the good content, and you lose three no. for the smacking.
0: Also, what have so you got were still water seeing? here? And I'm just. <laughs> Well, I was sick for a while when yeah. that happened. Like three episodes, yeah. I made terrible mouth noises because my throat stayed sore for like three weeks. So now I've got this water and I'm sipping. Yeah, because it's hard. Like it's another thing you can control, really. Mm.
1: It's just like you. Sorry, Fuck off. I've just get used to it, um, That's what I say back to stop. Chewing Spit gum. out
0: your gum. I say, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck um, off then. <laughs> what else do I want to talk about? We've obviously, I feel like we've really calmed down with promoting the group. I mm-hmm. may as well mention it because oh, I mentioned do a, it big a bit push. in this story, like I'm refer to the group. Mm. So our group is the Facebook group, All Asylum Mystery Hour podcast. Go there, request to join. Sometimes we're a bit slow. Sometimes we'll. Yeah. Approve it in five seconds, sometimes three hours. Yeah. We'll approve you though. Yeah. We're very trusting.
1: We used to do it really quickly, but to be honest, yeah. like it's now a bit out of control. Yeah. There were <laughs> 33 all, requests this morning. I know. As with all <laughs> groups. It started out with like, you know, a hundred people yeah. in there. And yeah. now it's got like... We're close to... We're almost 2,000. we nearing 4,000. 4,000.
0: 4, mm-hmm. Why don't I think we only had 2,000? No, we're killing it. Anyway. So join. Please come and we talk about... Yeah. we we'll put... Things from the cases like photos and yeah. links and anything we kind of talk about.
1: But also we are literally in always there. in there. Like We're always in there. We may be slower at yeah. accepting, <laughs> but we are permanently yeah. chatting in there.
0: Can I just say I was sad one day recently and I was like, I'm going to go in the group. That'll cheer me up. And it did. Yeah. Like, so you guys tune me up and make me happy.
1: There's lots of good chat in there. It's really good.
0: So that's great. We also have an Instagram account.
1: Yes, we do. At
0: all Aussie Mystery Hour, Mm -hmm. all one word, where we share like funny memes and things from the episodes. Yes. And we make like behind the scenes Insta stories, which I forgot to do today. I know. But that's okay. Like So basically
1: <laughs> what we're saying is there is a sort of loose, very loose. commitment to these yeah. social media outlets. But the yep. Facebook group is very alive yes, and well. Yes, it's
0: alive and well because the other users in there keep yep. it going. Yeah, <laughs> um, We're also appearing at a pedestrian event. We are. A few we haven't mentioned this for a while. Called the Selfish Weekend. So it's all about self-care and the different ways people indulge in that so for us it's obviously true crime and mysteries and for me a nice cheese plate yes that's for me those two things and a good, a yeah. good natural wine because i'm a wanker yeah a nice wine mm-hmm. um so we'll be doing a panel with a psychologist talking about mental health and self-care and true crime and how those things relate and then we'll be doing some kind of live elements of the podcast yeah as well so come along the tickets if you just go to pedestrian TV, You'll literally you'll fi- see you'll it. You'll
1: find. It's everywhere.
0: Yeah. I think it might be forward slash Selfish Weekend.
1: It could be. But honestly, if but you I just went know. to Pedestrian. You'll see it. Search Selfish Weekend. Yep. There's also an
0: it. announcement in the group. If you go to announcements, I announced it a while ago. And the oh, link yeah. is there to buy tickets. So come along. See us. And there's other things happening. There's so many other things happening that weekend. So many there's other like things. There's like free tattoos. Real yep. ones. Not those dumb airbrush ones. You've yep. got a big day out. Not those. <laughs> Real ones. There's like There's cocktails like with sassy names. There's. It's not like necessarily like a about like yeah. being healthy. Like no, it's not like it is. it's
1: not like hectic wellness. It's, it's not like, like a wellness weekend.
0: Proper actual yeah, self care. Like s- sassy, zesty,
1: zesty self care weekend. Yeah.
0: So they're my kind of announcements. Do you have yeah. anything to add? Well,
1: we have a Twitter, which you didn't mention oh, because we, we literally haven't done anything on there. Don't do it because Mm. so both Josie and I are not really tweet people I Mm -mm. think I only tweet when I want people's attention
0: yeah so like I don't have any followers really so no neither I think what I don't like about Twitter is I I'm like you where we need like validation from other people and it was just like I'd tweet something get one like yeah and I'm like this isn't I need it's not enough multiple likes yes that's why I go to Instagram Facebook where it's more of my friends are I just wasn't getting the attention that I craved and, and that I deserve. I know. And also I've never thought – I'm not funny in a nice,
1: neat little box, <laughs> concise way. Yes. Like all my funny stories yeah. are, take about five minutes to tell. Yes, which our reviewers have yeah. flagged with us. We just talk we don't shit care. and that makes <laughs> us funny. Yes. So all the people on Twitter are like –
0: Hundred thirty characters like, in limited. like a
1: haiku, they've managed to be like <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and I'm like, how did you do that? And so yeah, I think we work I just... with people
0: who are very up with
1: Twitter. Yes, one of our tweeters. workmates
0: had the most retweeted Australian tweet last year. Ben, oh the gun violence one. Yeah, yeah. so we're just not those people. If Ben was a co-host of this podcast, maybe Twitter would be on fire. It would be going it off. It would be on fire. On Twitter, maybe we can hire him to be our our, (laughs) our, like tweet guy, the tweet guy, our Stephen of Twitter. Yeah. Um. So what are you telling me about today, Josie? I actually forgot.
1: Right. So I'm like coming in blind.
0: Well, I'm telling you about the flight of the Cessna. That's right. Vhmdx. Yes. Um, I'm into um, it. So I need to read out some credits because I got a lot of info from a few really good articles. So there's an Daily te- two Daily Telegraph articles, mm-hmm. a long read from 2016 and a shorter one from 2015, both by Neil Keane. Mm-hmm. Both great. Thanks, Neil. There's a Sydney Morning Herald article from 2004 with no byline. Oh, what? There's no by- And it's fucking amazing. It's, oh. I got some great things from that. So I tried. I looked. I even, like, put the first sentence in Google to see if it came up oh, elsewhere. Oh, you're such an angel. Didn't. So no byline. I think because it's kind of old, like 15 years old. <gasps> yep. Maybe it's like an archived. Yeah, those archived kind of ones are really and maybe the person left and like all their bylines were taken off. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe they're a bad person. Maybe bad. I need to know. Mystery. I also <laughs> read an investigation report by the Australian Transport Safety Bureau. Oh, that sounds horribly boring. Yes. I mean, once again, I'm completely out of my depth here. <laughs> yeah, plain plain facts. <laughs> so I'll refer to that as ATSB report, because I can't be bothered saying yeah. Australian Transport Safety Bureau. I also read a report on the incident from vhmdx.com.au, a website dedicated to this plane. Amazing. Which was researched and written by Glenn Strakalj. I cannot pronounce that name. S T R I don't know. And that's from 2015. So they're my credits. Um, for this because I needed a lot of fucking help Because I know nothing about planes I know and this is the second plane it's related It's the second one um, You just love a plane I love a plane Mystery um, So for those of you who haven't listened to my season one episode About Frederick It's a great Valentich, episode I was completely out of my depth Did it like third episode <laughs> Just I'm just gonna delve into this here I
1: Just dove into it's this It's
0: fascinating um, not so much my episode, but the case. I thought your episode was great. It's a great episode. Everyone go listen. Everyone to go it. listen. It's great. There's aliens involved. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's very spicy. So this is kind of maybe less spicy, okay. but still very interesting. So it's about this plane, which is a Cessna 210M Centurion. I oh, don't that know means what that so means. much to me. I have no idea. <laughs> it had the registration of VHMDX.
1: Can I tell you what I think it looks like? I imagined it sort of being like cute. Isn't there like a plane mm. to cartoon? Yes. And it's like Thomas the Tank Engine, but it's a plane. Yes. And it's called like Busby or something or like. That's what it looks like. Busby? Okay. I so yeah, it's like a little cute yeah. red plane with eyes and a mouth. Okay. Yes.
0: Eyes and a mouth and it's blue and white. Yeah. And it's fucking tiny. I like, imagine it
1: was red, but okay. I it's hate blue and flying. White. Mm-hmm.
0: This would have just been horrendous to be in because it's so tiny. It, you know, you feel every bit of wind. And yeah. Not, not, no. No. Absolutely Hard pass not. on that. So it took off from Proserpine Airport in Queensland mm-hmm. on Sunday, August the 9th, 1981. Mm-hmm. And it was headed for Bankstown Airport, which is in Sydney's west. Yeah. Um, it stopped briefly to refuel at Coolangatta Airport in Queensland before continuing on south. So the pilot was 52-year-old Michael Hutchins, According to this Daily Telegraph article, he was a former Air Force flight navigator who had 3400 hours of flying experience and 4400 hours as a navigator under his belt so he's quite experienced yes yeah. that seems like a lot of hours he also seems like a mature man yes who knows what he's doing. 52 like he knows his way around a plane yeah um the plane had been chartered by four friends who'd been on a trip to the Sundays. they'd taken a yacht like to deliver it to the Sundays. i have to say it's weirding me out because there's a Patinella. I was just there. about to say, like,
1: <laughs> wait, are these two connected? Is this the same Patinella people? But that's like five years later, isn't it? Yes, yeah,
0: they're not connected at all. But it's just that weird thing of like a weird time space continuum yes, thing of like maybe yachts wit Sundays. Yes, but the Patinella never made it to the Whit Sundays. Yeah, that was the whole story. So, but it was just interesting, it's interesting little, aside. interesting little aside. So there were four friends that were the passengers. There was ken price who was 54 he was also a new south wales water police inspector um and his mates noel Wildash, who was 40 Rhett bosler 33 and philip pembroke 43 i couldn't find any details of like what they did for Mm. a quid it was kind of all about ken being the the water police inspector he was quite you know decorated and well respected yeah so it's a tiny Tiny fucking plane. Single engine. I don't know what that means. Neither. I'm sure the Qantas Not flight a lot I was on had a lot more engines yep. than that. Um, I've written here, imagine the tiniest and scariest plane you've ever been <laughs> on. Chances are it's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being on this. So I hate the plane. I hate it. I was on a plane once. I've been to Hawaii a million times. This was one of my other trips. And I went between islands. Yes. Yes, I've done that before. Yeah. So, these inter-island flights are always a bit smaller. But this was like, I think because we were going from a weird, really dinky little airport. And yeah. It was a really dinky little plane. And the, there was one flight attendant. She, she, he, I think it was a guy. Yeah. And he was 1,005 years old. Yeah. He was so old. And... He was just—I was terrified because he could feel everything. Julian was just reading a book, and I was like clutching him, and basically turned religious and started praying for like <laughs> you, you've someone. You've decided it's all over to spare my life, and yeah. no one else was reacting. Yeah. Everyone was Everyone just sitting like there. a chiller. There was in like your six life. people on the plane. It was tiny, and so reading about this, I'm just like, I can't cope with how fucking small the Cessna was because it was probably like a third of the size of the one I was on. Well, that's like I. When we went to Greece
1: last year mm. My mum's Greek So we went over for her 60th and whatever mm. Um we went on a little plane mm. between two islands, and it goes up, and it was really hot, mm. and we were all sort of like, "It's very hot in here, and the aircon hasn't oh. gone on." You know, it's like oh. fucking middle of summer, and then the plane literally had to turn around and go back oh because no. it was faulty. No, because I mean, like just the aircon. Oh so it was god, like that. we were all sort of like, "Just fling us into the sun, let us burn alive." We just want to get to the next <laughs> yeah. island. Like I'm tired. We were just. My whole family was just like, "But can't we just suffer for like forty five minutes?" Oh my
0: god, <laughs> I wouldn't have. I would have bloody swum there instead.
1: I know, but anyway, yes. So, yes, I know exactly what you're talking it's, about with those little yeah, planes. I and hate this is flying. Smaller.
0: Like, I am just really scared of flying. Yeah. I broke one of my crystals. I was clutching it so hard oh on the way you back because there was mild turbulence. I was <laughs> clutching Bree's hand, and like, had the crystals and, like, yeah. she was just like, do whatever you need. And her hand's, like, broken.
1: <laughs> she's like, it's okay if I lose all bone yeah, she's structure Do like, whatever my hand you
0: need. Too. I got you. <laughs> I hate it. I hate flying. So, according to this Daily Tele article, the trip from Proserpine to Bankstown is a relatively easy trip that Hutchins would have been totally fine doing, being a very experienced man. So, it's just down the east coast of Australia. There's only a slight complication near my hood, Mm -hmm. Williamtown, which is near Newcastle. There's a RAF base there. So, there's controlled military airspace. Yeah. So, you either need clearance to fly through it or you can just detour inland and go around it. Um, but Hutchins opted to do the detour and not wait for clearance. Yep. Um, so that's when he was at Gatta He, like, submitted a fly plan with all those um, details. There's a briefing office there. So he was told the conditions were clear. Um, I'm not meteorological Josie, so I'm just going to quote <laughs> the VHMDX Dot com.au report by Glenn Stracouge here. So <laughs> cloud was forecast and reported as being limited to the western mountain tops. Turbulence was forecast. My fucking nightmare. Glenn didn't say that, that was Josie. <laughs> and reported over the eastern sections of mountain tops and coast. This was due to these areas being downwind of the flow, disturbed by the north south oriented great uh, Dividing Range. Just so the Great get it. Dividing Range is fucking a huge mountain range. Yes that spans from Queensland. It's in New South Wales. S- Victoria? Is it like maybe. the whole thing? It's like the, one of the longest mountain ranges in the world. Yeah. It's just I very long. <laughs> so it kind of dis- it disturbs the airflow because yeah. it's like juts out into the space. And the wind goes and then it's yes. like, Oops. goes up. Yep. I
1: don't know. Maybe.
0: Or down. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know but Glenn knows. So Glenn does know. I just read what he said. So according to the ATSB report, Hutchins flight plan indicated he intended to track along the coast to Taree inland via Craven, Singleton and Mount McQuaid in order to avoid that military airspace. The report noted that the plane wasn't approved to fly in icing conditions, which I had to look up. Icing is when the ice builds up on the plane's wings and it affects the aerodynamic capabilities. Right. So like if it, got, if it was quite cold, like if you went yes. up too high or something. Yes, right. or like... Near a mountain where... Ah, yes. okay. So it didn't have suitable airframe de-icing equipment. So if ice went on the wings, there was no way to get it off. Whereas yeah. like a Qantas plane...
1: Has little machine yeah, things that to do something and who knows what they do, but it's good.
0: Yeah, so he wasn't approved to fly that high or anything like that. So all the reports say the flight continued without a vent from Coolangatta to Taree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At that point, at Taree, Hutchins radioed in to the Sydney Flight Service Centre telling them that he was cruising at eight thousand feet and estimated he'd be passing Singleton, which is a town in the Hunter Valley, mm-hmm. at nineteen thirty hours, which is seven thirty PM yes. for people who aren't in the army and don't talk like I that. I
1: literally <laughs> went briefly out with an army guy really? who talked in Did he Army. Say he was gonna... He'd be like, So I'll pick you up at, at nineteen thirty hours. <laughs> it was like, what? And I'd literally sit there for a minute and like do that like that mm. woman in the meme with the like Taking twelve away maps. from it. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> You take 12 away, but I'm so don't bad at maths. Don't talk like that, army people. Like, it's 19 weird.
0: 19 minus 12? Just say 7.30pm. We say can s- all work it out. So like, yeah, okay? you're going to pick me up at 7.30 in the morning for a day we to don't get, need get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Hutchins spoke like that because he was flying a plane. He had to. Um, so, during the call, the person he was speaking to suggested they go through the military area. Mm-hmm. So that they'd have a more direct um, route to Sydney. Hutchins agreed and Flight Service and Sydney Air Traffic Control began to coordinate the clearance to allow the aircraft to continue through the military airspace. But according to the ATSB report, the clearance was delayed because there was some uncertainty regarding the amount of cloud and general weather conditions to the south of that area. Mm -hmm. So, like eight minutes passed... Hutchins couldn't be bothered waiting. He radioed to say he's just gonna do his detour. Instead, go inland, um, veering to follow his original planned route past Craven and Singleton. As he was passing Craven, which I had to I looked it up on the map, nowhere. I'm what like, does Craven exist? Then I like did this deep dive. It's tiny, tiny, tiny. Oh. It's not even really okay, maybe there's people from Craven listening, but I don't I think really it's even a it. town. Like it's just <laughs> a road. And you have to zoom right into Google Maps, look like right in. It yeah. says, Craven. <laughs> <laughs> I love those towns. Um, but it's just south of Gloucester, which is a more well-known town. And it's on the western edge of the Bar- Barrington Tops National Park. Or maybe it's on the eastern edge. I feel like I It's on edge. It's on the, edge, it's on the edge of the Barrington Tops National yeah. Park, which is a mountainous area. So he radioed then to say that the plane was experience, experiencing, and I quote his call, Considerable turbulence now and quite a lot of downdraft. Like at this point, I just want to vomit because I hate turbulence. Yeah. And I don't know what downdraft is. I don't know what, how turbulence even Sounds happens. Shit. It's all fucked. I just, it really the scares me. The wind is fucked. It super scares me. Whenever I'm on a plane and there's turbulence, I suddenly remember hey, I'm hurtling through the air in this huge mm-hmm. thing filled with people. This must be so heavy. How are we in the air? Oh my God, clutches crystals. Yes. Like. I just – I have to forget that I'm in a plane or I will just freak out. I know because I always think like there's only like
1: a couple of metres from my feet to the sky. Mm -hmm. I'm always just very Mm -hmm. aware that I'm in a metal (laughs) tube in the sky. I don't like it.
0: No. don't like flying. Also, how do they stay up there? I don't don't know. Nothing about planes is normal. I hate it all. My high school boyfriend was going to study aerospace engineering at uni. I guess that's where they figure that shit out, right? Uh, You'd hope so. Yes. (laughs) You know – But also, I don't know, they were just talking
1: mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. It's not scientifically valid and it just happens
0: and they're sort of like, let's just keep going with this. Let's just keep going until all the planes fall out of the sky. (laughs) And then we'll worry about it. Um, So five minutes later, so at this point it was 7.24pm. I just did that in our hours because fuck 19.24. Yeah, no more of that army talk. Um, He called again to report that he'd flown into cloud. At this point, he requested clearance to fly up to 10,000 feet and he told flight service that two of the key instruments in the plane had failed. Oh, the artificial okay. horizon, which helps pilots tell if the plane is flying level because mm-hmm. at night and stuff, you're just like, I don't yeah. know. Ah. Who knows
1: what's happening um, up there?
0: And the direction indicator, which is basically the compass saying you're facing north, you're facing south. Okay, that seems Both like a concern. Yes. So it seems maybe like something you to know. Remembering Frederick Valentich, they talked about... He, yes. He had might have had that thing where you think the horizon's somewhere else and you actually fly towards the yes. ground. Yes, It's not good. Yeah. Basically, these things failing, just very bad. So with the failure of these instruments and obviously bad visibility because it was dark, there were clouds, <laughs> strong winds, Hutchins was basically flying blind at this point. According to the ATSB report, search and rescue procedures were initiated and at 7.28 p.m., the Cessna was located by radar about forty kilometers northwest of the planned course. So he'd been right. So he started going
1: northwest. Yeah. In confusion.
0: Yes. Um, so Hutchins was told where his position was, and at that point he said that he was having difficulty climbing to um, eight thousand feet. While the plane was no longer in cloud, Hutchins said that a fair amount of ice had started to oh accumulate God. on the plane's wings. And I remember I said that they weren't. Yeah. Approved to. Fly in ice because they couldn't deal with it. So at seven thirty six p.m., Hutchins radioed in to say that he was struggling to maintain control of the plane, which was, in his words, bobbing up and down like a yo-yo. And at seven thirty seven, he told the operator that his backup compass—so he did have a backup—yeah, was quote unquote swinging around like blazers Oh God! So there's actually audio of this call. Yeah. And did you listen to it? Yes. <gasps> he's. Very Aussie. <laughs> like
1: it's oh, very okay. like
0: It's very Aussie sound. Even in the face of like the scariest moment of his life, he sounds very, well, swinging around like blazes. <laughs> um, flaming, like flaming galar. I'll put a link to the audio in the group. Um, if so this guy's basically it. Alf from Home and Away is what you're He's saying is telling me. entirely Alf or Russell Coit. Or Russell Coit. Um, So in the SMH article, they speak to a man named Peter Anforth. So he's a former police sergeant and a friend of Ken Price, who was the passenger Mm -hmm. that was the water police guy. Mr. Water Police. Mr. Water Police. Uh, So Peter says in the article, he's saying that his compass is swirling round and round and bouncing, that he couldn't depend upon it. But the professionals will tell you, compasses don't swirl around. It was the plane that was going round and (gasps) round. It was in a spiral. Holy shit. And he wasn't aware of it. No. And this is possibly because of the horizon and and it's called a death spiral or something really grim like that. That's terrifying. I mentioned it in the Frederick Valentich thing. So Hutchins radioed in again and said, Mike, Delta X-ray, we're having plenty of strife up here. We've got plenty of... And then the call cuts off. The operators then told Hutchins to make sure he maintained a minimum altitude of 6,000 feet as he was flying near the Barrington Tops, which is an area smack in the middle of a mountain range. But Hutchins reported that he was still struggling to gain altitude. In fact, he started to lose it at an alarming pace. He dropped from 7,500 feet to 6,500 feet in one minute. Jesus Christ. So 1,000 feet he dropped. Yeah, fuck, that's terrifying. At 7.39pm, Hutchins made a frantic radio call saying, Mike Delta X-ray, 5,000, meaning 5,000 feet. And they told him to go to six. Thousand is a minimum, and he was at five. Yeah. The call cuts out at this point, and despite several attempts by air traffic control to radio VHMDX, all they heard was static. That call was the last transmission received from Ugh, the Cessna. That always freaks me out the last call yeah. to something that went missing. So Don't he was like really it. frantic at that point. He sounded kind of worried yeah. <laughs> before that, but he was, he, he, like you can hear Shit it.
1: was going down. Yeah. yeah.
0: So an air and land search was immediately launched around the area believed to be the potential crash site but it was disbanded after 10 days when no trace of the plane was found. In fact, nearly 38 years later, there's still no trace of the Cessna. What? Not the fuck? A wing, not a piece of metal, not a body. What? Nothing. They haven't found one piece of it. And there's been major searches over the years, including one in 2013 that involved over 150 personnel. There's also a bushwalkers group, that searches the terrain every year. So oh my like god! Every year, hundreds oh, of people is that are out people there. People that like know the people. As Some well. of them do, but they just think, "Well, we're here anyway." Bushwalking. Yeah. There's like rescue teams that still go out. They they've wow. covered a lot of ground, but it's the search area has been changed. Like a lot of experts have gone. Well, if he was flying at this speed, and they've mm. analyzed the calls and and where he might have been. And tried to triangulate, I guess, where it could have been. It mm. hasn't worked. Like, there's a map. I put it in the group of all the areas that have been searched, and there's still so much more. Yeah,
1: I was going to say because it's, it's so vast. Immediately go, okay. So Patanella, I understand how that didn't get found yes. because water is huge, and yes. there's all these weird areas it can go, and who knows? And it's
0: moving all the time. And yeah, exactly.
1: And like same with Harold Holt's body yes. and all yeah. these things. That's actually because he's a merman, he's, but he swam outside. off with his he swam off with his, his, his tail new fin, but. <laughs> 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 but like when it's on land mm. i'm always like
0: what because it doesn't move yeah. it's just there it's, it's all sitting there, there somewhere but i guess I mean, that makes sense if there's quite
1: a big space and they don't really know exactly where he was yeah or...
0: so in a newcastle herald report uh, one searcher said it's like looking for a needle in a haystack but which haystack oh god yeah okay fair so it's just insane so to give non-local people a bit of background about the Barrington Tops it's a national park it's 200 kilometers north of Sydney in the Hunter region which is near Newcastle where I'm from so it's part of the Mount Royal range which is kind of like it's called a spur it comes off the Great Dividing Range okay so it's part of that huge long mountain range that's the biggest in Australia so it's over 70 6,000 hectares in size, and I think I read that that's like 180,000 acres. Wow. So it's fucking enormous. Yeah. It's rugged, it's a rough terrain, it's like mountains and really dense rainforests. Mm. Um, so, to get an idea of what the pilot was facing, the highest peak in the area is Brumlow Top, which rises to a height of 5,203 feet. And his last call said he was flying at 5,000 feet. Oh, so, if okay. he was flying towards. Any of those list. peaks, that's the highest. So, and he was heading down. Like, yeah. it's very kind of obvious that they did crash, but they just don't know where. So, Peter Anworth, who I quoted before, I didn't want to ruin the end of the story, but yeah. he was actually the leader of the search for the plane. Okay. Um, he was the officer in charge of the police rescue squad in Newcastle at the time. He was a mate of Ken Price, um, but it wasn't until four days into the search that he actually found out Ken was one of the passengers. Oh
1: my God. So, he'd just been
0: told, you know, we got to go look for this plane and then he found out his friend oh, was amongst the missing devastating it's really sad and this article is from 2004 and he's like i'll never stop looking for him kind of thing but oh. he was like 75 then so oh my god what a good friend i know um so he said about the barrington tops in the smh article and i quote up there it's like time dot areas where no man has ever set foot areas exactly the way the good lord made them
1: Wow. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, because this is the thing I think people forget about Australia is that we have these giant. I mean, look, to be fair, America has this too. Mm. It's like if something happened in Yellowstone, for example, Mm. there's the chance that you just wouldn't find it for a really long time. It's a lot of area to cover. It spans multiple states. So it's like, I guess it's that same kind of Mm. vibe. Yeah. Of, like, an area that just gets more and more remote. Yeah.
0: And, and it's so not like there's handy hiking trails everywhere. Like yeah. Like, people can't even get through this. There's this kind of vine called lawyer Vine that is apparently – you can't even swing a machete to, like, to get through it. Because it's Jesus. so thick and dense. So, yeah. if it The forest hates us crashed is what – somewhere in there. The issue is. Yeah. There's, there's kind of no way. Yeah. No one's going to stumble upon it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, It's kind of hard to imagine that that could happen, but it's just undeveloped, which is – it's lovely that we've got so many areas where we've you know, it's protected. It's a World Heritage area. No one can build there, but it means that there's just areas where no one's been, literally, which is pretty crazy to think. And, like, the bush is a bit of a bastard
1: too. Like, it's, like, it's not, like,
0: nice trees that you just walk between. It's
1: like that. Like, it's like those weird, like, ropey things and then, like, Oh, that's Ooh, in the podcast, guys. There's a siren. If you heard that siren, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't think it's not behind you in your car. To arrest you because that's what everyone talked yeah. about in that whole episode. Was that? Um, I don't remember it was this season. One.
0: Yeah, And we just didn't acknowledge it. But yes, there's a siren outside.
1: Um, yeah, but with the bush, it's like you know, there's just shit everywhere in mm. the bush, and it's not like yeah, it's not like you can just walk between the trees. No. And there's no. like it's like it doesn't want vines you there. and spin effects <laughs> that grows up from the ground. Yeah. And just, Everything everywhere. So it's like quite a difficult – you can't just go bushwalking wherever you want. No,
0: no. And this is particularly like rugged, rough kind of area, the Barrington Tops. So you might recognise the name, some of you true crimey fans, Barrington Tops, because it's where Malcolm Naden, who was wanted by police for several murders in the Dubbo area, actually fled to. So he was a fugitive for about seven years, I think.
1: And In it's, the Barrington It's Tops. believed
0: he lived off the land oh there. Oh, my God. He was just like a weird years, hermit. Yeah. I hate it. Before he was found. Um, and I was thinking while I was writing that, imagine if he, like, stumbled upon it. And he was like, mm, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a prick. Fuck you all. <laughs> I know where it is, but I'm not saying.
1: <laughs> just hoarding more than just his murder secrets. Yeah. It's just
0: like. So he was there. It's like pretty crazy remote area there's also been nine other plane crashes there what not all fatal somehow but there have been 28 deaths between 1945 and now um but all of those other planes and bodies have been recovered right all of them um even like like there was one that was super old and someone found like part of the plane like part of the propeller of something that crashed like in the 50s and that's like
1: before you could just like go scouting from the sky because that's the other thing I was going to say was Mm. like I'm sure people are like well why couldn't they just see this from the sky but I'm Mm. assuming that like it's so dense that Mm -hmm. if something crashed in there yeah you know
0: it's just like grown back over the top of it yeah and there was something I read um where people when Google Maps was invented and you could do like the satellite view Mm. people like there's a plane there's a body of a plane but it was actually a plane flying under the camera that oh took a photo God. of the earth <laughs> <laughs> so they actually went to those places and investigated but there was nothing there because the plane was in the sky <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually my sister was on google maps for a while because when they did whatever the photos are google earth sorry oh they, yeah the photos of whatever they do yeah. she was like in the backyard sunbaking, and she's like that's <laughs> me <laughs> so weird <laughs> isn't that weird <laughs> They blur out her face. Well, no, she's on her stomach. Oh, and it's right. like you can just see the towel, and like if <laughs> you zoom in, it's like a pixelated little body. That's so funny. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so people thought they'd found it via that. And yeah. there's obviously been so many. They don't just search for it by yeah. land, they search for it by air as well. Um, and they can't see anything from above. So wherever so it is, it's knows? like it's under the trees. Yeah. Not kind of sitting on top of them still. But even if it was at one point, now they've probably grown over it. Yeah, Um, There's even a theory that the SESTA might have buried itself. What do you mean? So this happened to another plane in 1969, Norm Bignall, Mm -hmm. a group captain in the Rural Fire Service and another member of the original search team. He spoke to the SMH, which didn't have a byline. I keep quoting it. Yeah. I tried. Um, He said he was probably spiral diving, which is that, death spiral yeah. we're talking about, going down at one hell of a rate, exceeding 150 knots, about 280 kilometres an hour. He could have been buried. It's happened before. So I'm quoting the actual article here. Mm. Back in 1969, Bignor recalls, a RAF Mirage type of plane developed engine problems above Berico Peak and stalled. Unable to restart the engine, the pilot ejected. He and his seat were later recovered. I'm guessing not alive, oh, said Bignall, for months the RAF went looking in the right area. The only thing they found, I think, was a piece of perspex. Then this old farmer eventually found some disturbed ground. The mirage had been almost completely buried. So it's How? going so fast, oh, it buried itself okay, in the ground. Oh, okay,
1: right. So it just goes, like, yeah. nose dives into yeah. the ground and then buries itself.
0: Because it's Jesus fast Christ. and it's heavy and what it just de- goes... That's
1: like a demonic plane I thing. Know. Planes are demonic.
0: I know. I hate them. Like...
1: That's fucked. That's yeah. like it became a sentient being and yeah, just like it just, just on purpose. P- there's no sign of it. The farmer
0: just on. saw like the dirt looked disturbed, and then there was a fucking plane in the ground. Like what Ugh. the fuck?
1: So there's it.
0: thoughts that it, c- it could have done that, um and then there's obviously theories. It's like in the canopy somewhere, or there's a nearby dam that they thought. But I think they searched in there. It's not there. And of course, there's some other outlandish theories. I was waiting for this. With a mysterious case like this, where no one's seen again Harold Holt, people will start to question it. So, Michael Hutchins, the pilot, he'd worked for a Sydney company that was involved in developing sonar defence systems Mm -hmm. to detect Russian submarines. So, this was still in like zesty Cold War times, because that went until the 80s, I believe. I didn't pay attention in history, clearly. Another man named Stuart Sims was also employed as an engineer with Hutchins at this same company and he also died in a separate plane crash. Oh, my God. That's it. Before the Cessna don't. crash. Don't. So, on the 27th of December, 1980, so the Cessna was August 81. Yeah. December 1980, the Piper Tomahawk, a plane, I don't know, I'm guessing. Something. Yes, he was flying that. That's the plane. <laughs> he crashed that into Lake Macquarie, which is also in Newcastle. Yes. Same area. Yes. So some conspiracy theories, theorists reckon the Russians wanted to kill them both off. Absolutely they did. Obviously the company they work for has denied any connection there. Of course they did. But that it, it That's is very spicy. spicy.
1: That's very spicy.
0: Maybe it's just a coincidence. It's not. It's, I don't – look, to quote Gibbs from NCIS, I don't believe in coincidences. Neither do I. And I also love
1: a conspiracy theory. Yep. And that is a particularly spicy one. It that's is. terrifying. Just don't ever get involved in helping people with Cold War things. No, I just don't just think it's do a good it. idea. Don't
0: help Russian people with anything. Well,
1: they're not helping the Russians, are they?
0: No. Yes. Don't help anyone do anything Don't the help Russians. the Russians. Yes. Don't
1: help the Americans. Don't
0: help anyone.
1: Don't ever help anyone with anything <laughs> that is covert. Yes. Because You'll that shit. You'll end
0: up manned on the beach yeah. somewhere or – Crashed into the Barrington Tops. Yep. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I um, hate it and I love it. Yeah. Like, I love hate it. Some locals think the men were drug running and that the police were in on that. So then, when the plane was located, the police had to hush it up because they were involved. Um, there's also similar theories involving gold. The oh, plane course. was filled with gold. What? Even just before <laughs> it's filled with gold James, bullion. Yeah, <laughs> James, who we work with, he was setting up the equipment. Mm. And his dad, Pete, is in the group. Yes. And his dad, Pete, put this story in the yes, group. So no I, I remember said, that. Yeah. I said, Oh, your your dad's gonna love this episode. And he said, Yeah, there was a theory there was heaps of money on the plane. So it's like money, drugs, gold, guns, guns. Oh, okay. All of the above. all these theories. Just Um, a big,
1: like, little plane and it's just... to the I just imagine people sitting amongst, like, gold bullions (laughs) and, like, bags of coke and, like, (laughs) AK-47s. And they're just all sitting there with, like, sunnies on, like, deal with it. Cash.
0: (laughs) Have you seen this movie? It's called American Made. So Tom Cruise is this local pilot and he gets involved with, like, Colombian drug lords. Oh, okay. Just casually. Or maybe... Yeah, I feel like it's Pablo Escobar. It's, like the big cheese yeah. and they like recruit him to fly these planes like back and forth and run oh my drugs. god, I feel like I've, I've either seen this or yeah. I've seen a doco about this. Yeah. Cause it's true. And yeah. there's this bit where he's in this tiny dinky little plane yeah. and they've packed it full of cocaine. Like mm. it's so heavy. And he's like, the runway isn't long enough. I can't, I yeah. can't take it. And, they're like, all oh, those people have died. There's like crosses where like oh my they're God. buried pilots who tried to do it and then immediately crashed. Oh shit. And he's like, they're like, do it like they basically have a gun to his head yeah. and they're like, do it and it's tiny little, he doesn't get enough I don't know. I don't know science. He doesn't get enough traction? Speed? Speed. Air Velocity. Speed, traction. I don't know. <laughs> so and he does it. He fucking does it. Oh. Spoiler alert. Oh, that Is would have been a tense like, scene, too. You just yeah. smacked
1: like a really good scene. It's a great movie. Really good movie.
0: I like Tom I Cruise. I thought you were though. tearing up
1: over the movie just then. No, I'm burping.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are theories that they were like Tom Cruise equivalents.
1: But uh, that just seems a bit outlandish, unless there's <laughs> yes. some sort of connection. That is feasible. You can't yeah. just always say it's drugs, guys. No. You can't just you constantly can't. say it's they drugs. They were just
0: like normal dudes.
1: Yeah. It has to be like they were into drugs. Yes. They there were was all evidence Colombian. they dealt drugs at some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come from somewhere that's got Pablo a lot of Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> their Sydney name's literally mustaches. Mr. Escobar. They have a mustache <laughs> and, you know, just suspicious Spanish connections to Colombia. Okay. If
0: it doesn't have any of that, you no. can't say they it's drugs. They were just, just blokes, you know? Yeah. There's also the theory, since the men in the plane have never been located, that they fake their deaths. So after it happened, it was obviously all over the media. Um, so in the ensuing days, there were people at airports, like dinky little airports all over the country, were like, "Yes, that plane was here. I saw it. It was here." Just that night, like Sherl from Cheryl from Canada yep, like <laughs> Airport was <laughs> like, "I saw it. I saw the Cessna." Also, I think it's a pretty common type of plane. like Yeah,
1: I've heard of Cessna's before.
0: Yeah, so I don't think it, it was. shell didn't Cheryl say it. was wrong. There was a report from Darwin where they said that they'd what? seen it. It's very
1: far yeah. from the Hunter Valley. So You're they just faked the whole
0: drama and the panic and everything and just like chilled out. Chiffed off, And yeah. then went to Darwin. Which is possible. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Darwin, you can't really land your plane in Darwin without anyone noticing. But you could land your plane like in the outback and no yes. one would notice.
0: Yeah, well – That's a theory. Of course, all the families and the guy, Peter Anforth, who's friends with Ken, he's like, that's rubbish. Yeah, and like, please shut the fuck up. like, I talk to Ken's widow every year and she still tears up about it. So it's kind of offensive, I think, to those families to think that they were Pablo Escobar or they were faking it or...
1: Yeah, I mean, the faking it is, again, like it's like you'd have to have a reason that you would need to. So I can, look, the Russian... (laughs) Yes, so at least shit. that's a connection. A that's at least potentially a reason that mm. he would want to. But I can't imagine that mm. he's then gonna like what all these people
0: yeah. have a reason
1: to yes. go disappear. Like all five of them. It only works when it's people like like Harold Holt had legitimate yes potential reasons <laughs> to want to disappear. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah in there it's spicy because yeah. it's like okay there's real connections here.
0: Yeah, but these are just blokes. Like one of them, Philip Pembroke. I read an interview with his wife that kind of fit into this, mm. like, episode, but I'll bring it up anyway. Um, so she was talking about – she was seven weeks pregnant Aww. when he disappeared and she had been at Coolangatta Airport and she got delayed without knowing. Yeah. She got delayed because the plane she was going to get was actually used as part of the search for <gasps> her husband's plane. That's Her husband fucked. was one of the passengers. She didn't know and then she got home and, like, he wasn't there. She was just like, hmm. And then they called her and said that the plane had disappeared. Yeah. And she held out hope. That's the fucked thing. She couldn't even join in search because she had morning sickness. Oh. She named her son Philip after his and that's late sweetie. dad. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. And that's the fucked thing I think that
1: we can forget with, like, people that go missing is that, mm. it like, there's no closure there. Like, no. Not nothing. that to have someone be murdered or to die in an accident is, mm. like, still all awful. Fine. It's just that, like, at least you know what happened mm. to them.
0: Yes. There must be it's some tied level up of in like, a
1: box. I'm aware of what happened yeah. to this person. I And now I just, I know I now need to move forward. Yeah. But when it's like they're missing, mm. you're always going to have that part of you that yeah. hopes that your loved one's going to come back or be found or yeah. something, I think. You and know? I think
0: that's why they keep looking for it every year. Yeah. Like they assemble these big, um, Philip the son yeah. was saying, you know, I obviously never met my dad he wants to bring him home and so that they can bury yeah. him and have that closure um so sad that he was just a little baby not even yet he not was even just yet. like the a little she probably zygote. wasn't even telling people yet yeah so horrible imagine going through that at that same time so i'm sure that every family of these guys has a similar story of thinking holding out hope and then that hope leaving them but i was listening to a case file today which was about a, a woman that got abducted Mm. and presumably murdered but they've never found her body and she's a british woman and her family actually were amazing and like started a like a charity about to kind of regulate um the laws around stalking and stalkers can be punished and sent to jail for stalking because it's a hard thing to um legalise, you know, mm. you only can't prove if someone has not hurt you,
1: it's yes, hard to, we yes. talked about
0: that with Jordana. I was Cotesti about to say, case. just like Jordana in
1: the spook, um, yeah. So
0: they worked really hard for that, her mum was made like an OBE, like four times for her work, yeah. with, like making these laws and stuff and like the mum passed away and like they still haven't found the body of the mm. daughter and it just sucks, it's like, I just hope, I hope they find the plane and can give these families some closure, yeah, some because I think I think what's happened is the search area is probably wrong. and it, Yeah. It's hard to know where it ended up because he was flying all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's and then just, also that whole buried thing is yes, like, And it's know, just the worst place to crash, honestly. It's yeah. Like there's farms around there where, you know, if you crashed, you'd be in a field. You'd instantly, yeah. you know, know the fate of those people. It's yeah. just he cr- crashed in like the national park, which is just, I wonder if they'll ever find it. Like it's so big yeah. and begin to imagine like how they narrow it down and try and find people um and someone in our group mark his name is so he was he commented on this link when it was yeah. shared and he said the barringtons and the wadigans which is another national park kind of south yeah um are very dense i went to uni with a bloke whose brother was last seen on his trail bike in the Watergans, or maybe it was the Barringtons. Anyway, he was never seen alive again. Then five or so years later, his skeleton was found in his tent with his bike next to it. Nothing sinister or so, they say. It was just that no one had found the tent. No one had tried to talk to whoever was in the tent. So the family did get closure. But it was just you can be there for five years. You can be Malcolm, Naden and not get caught. Yes, it's just so...
1: Well, it reminds me of, you know, like Into the Wild. Yes. And you know how he, like, again, another... How many botched stories am I going to tell this episode? Like, a (laughs) hundred? So, you know, how he, like, he heads off into, like, the Alaskan wilderness. Yes. And then he Bexper. finds that bus. Yes. And then he like sets up camp in the bus and eats the mm. bad berries. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is totally spoiling this whole story. Spoiling. And, like and the bear did not even eat him because he's so skinny. Yeah. And dies like mm. a horrible death, mm-hmm. but they it takes them a while to find mm. him because again, it's that kind of like, it's just that thing about wilderness and the yeah. bush and like these big dense areas where mm. it's like, if you think about it, you know, as human beings, you can only cover a certain amount of land yeah. over a certain amount of time. It, can Mm. be really impossible to Mm. like find people even if it's all very cut and dried simple like the Cessna just crashed to say and yeah they've just got to find the plane it's Mm. just that's not an easy task in a space that big and
0: yeah I was reading one of the guys leading one of the searches said in 48 hours his team of lots of people could only cover like three square kilometers of the Barrington Tops and it's like 400 square kilometers big so Yeah. yeah there's almost like no way But I hope. Yeah, I hope that they find Mm. some stuff. I feel like
1: that, you know, those kinds of like freak accident things. Yeah. Even if it was the spy related Mm. bullshit, you know, it's not like the families are necessarily like aware of that. Yes. To make someone like an evil fucking person. Yeah. still would like the closure. And and everyone
0: suffers then. And I have to, I've got a zesty anecdote to tell that I don't want to tell the because I don't want to (laughs) spoil what happened to the plane. But um. So my plane was delayed on the way back from Hawaii. And I'm like, oh, I've got a couple of hours to kill. I might research my case. Mm -hmm. And my friend Bree was like, yeah, cool. I'll just like read a book. So I'm there. I'm tapping away. I got like two pages done. I'm like, great. Good start. Get on the plane. I'm sitting there. I'm anxious. There's like mild turbulence. And suddenly it hits me. I've been researching a fucking yes. plane crash before I get on a plane. I was about to say, and what I was the like, fuck were you doing? I'm thinking. And I start freaking out. I'm like, have I jinxed it? Have I put that into the universe? <gasps> and then I went to turn to tell Brie, like, oh my God, guess what I just did? And I'm like, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to put that into the universe. Yeah, I don't want to say it to her out loud. So I just like, sat there and I was just cursing myself, like, you fucking idiot. And then when we landed, like, as soon as we landed and we were fine, I was like, Brie, guess what? <laughs> guess what I was researching? Like, <laughs> just before we got on a plane. Yeah, a plane crash. He goes, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, yes. So that's the VHMDX. That wow still hasn't been found.
1: The missing plane in the Barrington Tops. So if you're hiking in the Barrington Tops, yeah, and keep you, you find an eye out.
0: it. <laughs> Let keep us an know. Order. Yeah. Don't tell the police. Just come <laughs> to the group. Don't tell the police. Say, hey, I just <laughs> tripped over a propeller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just send us a photo. Yeah, first and then, then tell, tell the, the authorities. Police. No, but actually tell yeah, the Yeah, actually go the other way around. If you know anyone that knows anyone that was on the plane. Yeah. I think James or was anyone talking about said that he worked with a girl whose uncle was in the plane. Whoa. Yeah. So... You might know people, you might know people that have searched, yeah you might know other grim stories about people that went missing and then were found in tents. Yes. Share it. Tell, Tell us. us your stories about the Barrington tops or other dense areas. Or there's heaps of them in Australia little. Planes, little planes. Even if it's just a story about stories. you
1: being scared about turbulence, yeah. like not just that. That's, that's a bit too broad. Like I just At said least that four times. The plane had a little bit of a little skits
0: out. Yes. Like, have you ever been on a plane and the fucking oxygen mask has come down? No, because that is my. Worst I fear. would just probably nope. die on the spot. You would. But if you guys have been in a plane where that's happened, tell us in the group cuz I want to know and freak out.
1: Yeah. Let let's all but encourage Josie this gear. week
0: because I'm flying to Melbourne on Friday. Okay, morning. Maybe not this week. <laughs> 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 Even on like 1 minute flights. Put like, like a trigger Melbourne, warning for Josie scared. about planes. Yeah, so, so, so trigger warning Josie don't read until after you're back from Melbourne. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye.